You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rao Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more. She seems just fine to me. No more. She should have been more careful. No more. We don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first. Very honored that you joined me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Farrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, man. Man, what's crack a baby? What's crack a It's time for the serious side of the Jay Brown Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. The Trump administration remains under pressure over its zero-tolerance immigration policy. Opponents rallied in McAllen, Texas this weekend, including Carrie Kennedy, the daughter of Robert Kennedy. This is a place where people are, are fleeing persecution, have the right to asylum, are coming over our border. Their, their children are being ripped away from them. Kennedy joined labor activist Dolores Huerta in announcing a 24-day hunger strike in support of separated families. She says 41 members of the extended Kennedy family have agreed to fast for 24 hours and then pass it along to two other people. The Trump administration, meanwhile, has laid out plans for how it's working to eventually reunite families separated at the southern border. The Homeland Security Department released a fact sheet last night amid criticism that it lacked an organized system. More than half of the leaders within the European Union holding an emergency meeting in Brussels today on migration ahead of a full summit later this week. Terry Schultz from Brussels reports that tensions are high even as migration numbers are down from the height of the crisis in 2015. While this mini-summit is informal and observers are warned not to expect concrete results, there's a lot resting on the leader's ability to improve relations. German Chancellor Angela Merkel has the most at stake. She's threatened with a government collapse if there's no Europe-wide migration plan by next weekend. Austria says if Germany blocks new arrivals, it will institute border checks, freezing the EU system of visa-free travel. 
Italian Prime Minister Giuseppe Conte, whose government is turning away ships of rescued migrants, had to be talked into coming by Merkel. And after French President Emmanuel Macron proposed fines for countries that don't accept migrants, Italian Interior Minister Matteo Salvini called him arrogant and vowed France won't make Italy Europe's refugee camp. For NPR News, I'm Terry Schultz in Brussels. There are reports that seven more people have died this weekend amid the ongoing violence in Nicaragua. In the meantime, the confrontation in the streets also taking place on social media. More from Maria Martin. The death of 15-month-old Taylor Leonardo Lorio was confirmed by Nicaraguan police on Saturday afternoon. They say the child who was being carried by his mother was caught in a crossfire between anti-government protesters and police. The mother is quoted in media reports as saying the police were to blame. Meanwhile, the Nicaraguan Human Rights Association is reporting even more deaths, and Bishop Silvio Baez on Saturday evening tweeted an urgent message of a likely government attack in the town of Hinotepe. The bishop and others are also warning of a new Sandinista plan to use social media to win the battle for Nicaragua. Recordings on social media reportedly have Sandinista strategists saying social networks don't only belong to young anti-government protesters. For NPR News, I'm Maria Martin. And from Washington, this is NPR News. Coming up next on the serious side. Gentlemen will suspend. For what reason, Madam Speaker? The gentleman is in breach of quorum. Cite the rule, Madam Speaker. Rule 17 of the House. There's that no prohibits rule, that says I rule 17. Miss, the gentleman will suspend. Why are you rule, trying to prevent the American people rule from listening to what it sounds like? Of the House prohibits the use. These are of that device. At a detention facility. Why do you not let the American people hear what they are saying? Why are they shooting at him? All they did was run and they're shooting at them. Cell phone video showing the 17-year-old black high school senior gunned down by East Pittsburgh police after running from a traffic stop. 
Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show with Dr. Princess Odelia, Kathleen Williams, Mr. Jerome Esprit, and Mr. L.E.S. Now here is your host, J. Ryle. to to the listeners. So again, thank you for this opportunity. 
No, man, thank you for blessing us with your presence. I mean, your words of inspiration uh, during the show. I tell you, people have been uh, bombarding us with, hey, why can't he come on the show? Why can't he be on the show? And so he has made his journey here, and I'm glad he's here, and I can't wait to get into the conversation. Of course, a man who used to be with us on a consistent basis, and now he has reemerged. Some people call him the voice of opposition. I'm not sure, though. I think he's been uh, more in line with us. But let's say good morning to Steve. Steve used to be from Indianapolis, but now he is in Florida. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Good morning from hot Florida. Good morning, everybody. Happy Father's Day. Good morning. Good morning. Mm-hmm. Just a just a just a just a, just a great uh, panel here this morning. Of course, smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Mishri, usually joins us after his commitment with Clear Channel Radio. But until then, uh, we'll hold it down. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is the Sunday morning roundtable once a month. What we do is we bring topics to the table and we just have an open discussion, no set agenda, uh, but we just talk about things that are on our minds. And so, you know, I've looked at a lot of the things some of the listeners have been, you know, sending messages throughout the week, Mr. Elias, and, and a lot of things. People, you know, people have brought up people have brought up Joy Reid, you know, and we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit later in the show. But let's get the conversation started, sir, and as always, when we do our Sunday morning roundtable, we're going to allow you to have the first crack at this. Mr. Elias, what will we be talking about for the next 20 minutes, sir? Oh, man, come on, man. It's apparent, the, uh, the border, you know, the Trump snatching the children from their parents. That that that's what's the first thing on my mind. You know, how 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 in good conscience can you do this, man? And you know, and and then act like you haven't done anything and blame it on the Democrats. And and you and you're the one that's in charge of everything. And then you sign an executive order to to release uh, to to stop this from happening. This I mean, this whole deal is insane to me, man. And if it doesn't reek of uh, of of Hitler, then some some of you guys are really sadly mistaken of what's going on. If it does not have a, a hint or a smell of Hitler, it, it, it is sadly mistaken. And and you know something, man, Hillary Clinton has said it best when she talks about his supporters as being deplorables. They are very deplorable. Anytime you could snatch a kid from somebody's arms and then you can go wah wah wah. Some Something's definitely wrong with you. These are deplorable people, very deplorable. You know, let me uh, let me turn to to you, Hawk, on this. Uh, you know, the thing is, is that uh, yeah, as they were rolling out this policy and, and this executive order, and you know, just really doing something that I've never thought I would see in this country, they were quoting Bible scriptures, and a lot of people said it reminded them of back in the day when they used to use Bible scriptures to justify slavery. What say you? Who'd you call on? Hawk. I, 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 Hawk. Oh. Johnny D. I'm sorry. Johnny D. I, I think each week uh, we are never surprised in regards to just how this administration continues to lower the bar in regards to the presidency of the United States. So, unfortunately, people have utilized scriptures for their particular cause throughout the annuals of time. And when Mr. Session decided that this is what he was going to quote, it, it saddened me, but at the same time, it, it never shocks me again at just how the agendas of this administration 
is so divisive and to hear the, the, the pictures of screaming and, and crying of those young kids and seeing how you're separating families, there, there's really no excuse. But, you know, unfortunately, that seems to be the sentiments throughout the country. Uh, you know, I was looking at a broadcast and they was depicting how the Italians are doing the same thing to those from Syria and, and Somalia who is now trying to uh, come to their countries because they are in war-torn uh, situations. So it is sad, but again, people have always applied biblical scriptures in order to adjust their cause for their particular audience. So I'm not surprised, particularly since part of um, Mr. Trump's base is supposedly the evangelical Christians, uh, and, and, it, and it brings to mind that, uh, again, it, it is a, a, a scenario and a situation where they, they, they utilize that to promote um, white superiority is basically what it is. So, again, it's sad, but, again, it's not surprising that they would do that. You know, Kathleen, he talks about how, you know, the evangelical uh, Christians. Uh, here's what I don't get, and, and, and help me understand this, how people can turn the blind eye to as long as we get the judges that we're looking for, as long as we get uh, the policies in place, we'll turn the blind eye to this fact that this is a guy who talked about grabbing women by their, by their coochies. We'll, we'll, we'll turn the blind eye to the fact that this guy reeks of racism. You know, talking about the, you know, you know, these kids as being an infestation. And, you know, I saw a post that Governor uh, Huckabee posted. It was a picture of uh, some MS-13 uh, gang members saying that this is Nancy Pelosi's re-election. Uh, a, a committee. I mean, it, these people are. I, I am incensed by what I'm seeing here in this country. But but how can you know if you claim that you're a Christian, if you claim that you follow the principles and the parables of Jesus Christ, how can you, in good conscience, support this man? Well, I, <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't didn't Jim Jones claim to be a Christian too? <laughs> Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, Good point. You know, I mean, the people are human beings. Have you know, there there are many human beings that have a very base character, regardless of what they profess. I believe that there were also uh, Christians that would kill people saying that the devil was in charge or made them do it or whatever. I mean, do, did, what didn't people, wasn't witchcraft, Salem witchcraft trials and the killing of all those women, wasn't that based on Christianity as well? Hmm. Um, if my memory serves me correctly, you're absolutely correct. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and then of course, uh, what, what we know so well as African Americans in this country, slavery—they did say, they, they did try to say in this country, in these United States of America, that we were not human, but three fifths of a human, and as such, we would—they could make slaves out of us as well, and also that this was God's plan for slavery all across the world. As a matter of fact. The foundation of um, Christianity, as when the friars came out of Spain and traveled all over the world, taking over the 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 world as they 
they thought it was flat and whatever, but they were sailing out and taking over the world and stealing from people, stealing from Indians, raping and pillaging in the name of trade and Christianity. We will give you our Bible and we will take your land and your people in trade. Mm. And that was part of how they spread Christianity. And I am a Christian. And I, you know, but in studying the history, it's necessary that we study our history and, and know it. But as you know, the, um, you know, as you become familiar with the history of Christianity, the people who profess Christians, there are and have been, for the, of the course of the world, the abuse and misuse of the word in the name of Jesus Christ. And that will probably happen forever and forever. So just because people take on the label that they are Christians doesn't mean that they are operating under the um, the foundation and the word, the true word of Jesus Christ. And, you know, we see people, we just saw it the, not long ago, there were people in court trying cases and standing up and saying, oh, I'm a lawyer, right? And just because they stood there and acted like they were lawyers and the people thought they were lawyers, they were not. They had faked it. They didn't have licenses. They hadn't sat before the bar. We see things like this all the time. But in this particular um, instance, it's not going to be any different. So, um, you know, I, I don't want people to be surprised just because, you know, somebody's standing on the corner and saying, hey, I'm a Christian, give me your pocketbook. You know, you like, you're out of your mind. No. I don't know you. Yeah. So just because they say that's yeah. who they are, you know, that doesn't mean anything at all. It's what they do and how they practice and how they live life and how they treat other people. You know, uh, Vanessa, they, they're treating a situation where, okay, yeah, they're sure, sure there are a couple of kids who may get misplaced from their parents. And, and, you, and you listen to these Republicans, you listen to a lot of these white folks say some of the things that they say about these kids. You know, you look at that route that they have to take. Uh, to get to the United States, the fact that they pay coyotes, you know, anywhere between seven thousand to ten thousand uh, dollars, just to bring, you know, their life savings. They're trying to move their kids to a different, for a different life. I was looking at one uh, family that they had talked, spoken with. It was a twenty-year-old woman who had a thir- a seven-year-old son. So I mean, she was thirteen when she gave birth to this baby. And this is the type of stuff that's going down in this country. And so these people are risking their lives to come to what they consider the shining city on the hill, only for them to be met with these big guards at the gates, with these, you know, a lot of these people are seeking asylum. This is not even a situation where it's a legal crossing. They're doing all the right things, but yet and still the Trump administration continues to uh, 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 cast these people as villains, as filth, the fact that, you know, what mother, I heard one white uh, uh, conservative say, well, well, what mother would, would carry their, their kids out and that type of stuff in the first place? These people are ignorant and they are ridiculous. Just the fact that, if you, let me ask you something. If you get separated from your child, Vanessa, in a store for 10 minutes, what would you do? Um, I would be hysterical to find my child, looking for my child, if that was just 10 minutes. So, okay, 
So yesterday on Facebook, there was somebody who posted that everybody's blaming Donald Trump for all of this separating of their children. This particular person that was on Facebook is somebody that I know from work, and she loves her dogs, loves those dogs. And so my question to her was, why are you putting party over family and over people? If you were to be separated from your dogs, like these people are being separated from their children, you would be hysterical. So some of these, I just think that's insane. I think that is ludicrous. I am like Trump's wife. I don't care what y'all think. Do you care? What do you think? You know, I don't, I, I, I don't care what people think but me posting on Facebook telling them that it is wrong what Donald Trump is doing. It is wrong to separate these kids. And guess what, y'all? I've worked for DHS for eight, nine years. I, I was a social worker. I told y'all that before. Some of these children are not going to get back to their families because the number that they gave those children when they first separated them, once those 20 days are up, they're going to be put into the system, and they're going to get a whole nother number. They're not, some of these kids are not going to find their way back to their parents. Some of them are not, and it's sad, because some of them are 2,000 miles away. They picked them up in El Paso. Some of these children are babies. They are in New York City. They said New York has the youngest group of children out of all the yeah. children that's been separated. So some yeah. of these children well, are not uh, going to get back to their parents because once that twenty yeah, days I, I, is I think, up, mm-hmm. no, because once that twenty days is up, those children are going to get a whole nother number. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, uh, so. Steve. Uh, there was a judge who who was really upset on the bench, which is really, you know, uncommon. The, the fact that the judge says, "Listen, you know, you're trying to tell us you can't track these children when they." book you in jail, they give you a receipt for your wallet, but you can't even tell these folks where their kids are going? I mean, what type of nonsense is this? Yeah, it, 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 it's pretty bad, you know. I know taxes are coming up in November, and they're like, you know what, yeah, let's go ahead and just do an executive order. So now, they're going to detain the parents, all of them. So, you know, but Trump talked about this when he was running for, for you know, running for the office that he was going to do this. So, I, I'm not surprised by it. And uh, I think what it was is a plan by Republicans to get the Democrats to come to the table about the immigration bill, and that's probably not going to happen in the next 10, 20 years. <laughs> yeah. So that this is a ploy to get the Democrats to come to the table. What do, you, do you think that's a ploy, Jay? What do you think? Well, well, I do. I, I think it is. And, you know, Jackie, the bottom line is I think what I agree with Steve. I think what they're doing, they're using these kids as pawns. They're saying, oh, you know, and Trump and all he's, you know, the people that he's surrounded by, you know, even though Steve Bannon is no longer in the White House, he still has a presidency here. You know, Sean Hannity, his de facto uh, Secretary of State, he talks to him, him every night before he goes to bed. Uh, you, you know, you look at this guy, Stephen Miller. You know, I saw some old footage of him in high school. This guy has been an idiot his whole life. Uh, then not to mention, you know, General Kelly. A lot of people were holding General Kelly, you know, you know, on this pedestal. Oh, General Kelly, he's an adult in the room. He is just as racist and as bad as the rest of them. So when you look at this, is this a situation where the Trump administration, they're holding, they're using these kids as pawns, pawns in the bigger game. They want to get something across, and they want to use these kids as pawns. What say you? Well, 
tell you Jay, things I right. I mean, what, what, sorry, I'm hitting Go ahead, Um, It's like I said, what was that, two weeks ago? This administration, or Trump specifically, specifically they don't do nothing unless it benefits them. Yeah. Hmm. Unless it benefits them in some way, shape, or form. Wow. And, and Go ahead. Go ahead, finish your thought, Jack. Jack, finish your thought. Uh yeah. Jack, um finish, finish it doesn't it doesn't uh sorry, that throws me off when people <laughs> uh so um uh, like I said, it Trump does nothing without it benefiting him. And since we wanna throw scripture about Although I, I don't throw scripture about it, I put it where it's necessary. Matthew 18 and 6. For whosoever shall send one of these little ones which believeth in me, it would be better for him that a millstone was hanged about his neck, that he wow. would drown into the depth of the sea. Hmm. Hmm. So, I mean, the reason why Dynasty. I read these scriptures is. Is it the end for this administration is coming? And I don't know what to say, America. It seems like you, uh, history repeats itself. You don't learn lessons. It's what, like what I said on my show this week. I talked about it this week. Uh, America, for years, is about this, this country is built on sowing and reaping. You reap what you sow. If you sow greed, if you sow pride, if you sow hate, why are you shocked that you have a greedy, hateful, prideful president? Mm. Yeah. It's uh, it's really amazing uh, when you sit back and when you talk to common folk. That's the great thing about this show. We sit down and have a conversation every Sunday morning and talk about what's on our mind, and you listen to different Americans. You get different perspectives. It's just a beautiful thing. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is the Sunday morning roundtable. Chat room is open, by the way. People sending messages. I think you can get in. Uh, go ahead and check into the chat room. It is the Sunday Morning Roundtable where it's an open discussion. We'll talk about whatever's on our mind uh, this morning, and we appreciate you being a part of the conversation. All right, listen, we're going to step out here real quick. The smartest man in the world, Jerome, is Prius just checked in, so we'll bring him in on the other side. But in this week's edition, uh, in four minutes or less, um, you know, the Huffington Post did a very nice article, and it talked about how history will remember how Folks treated President Obama. So I want you guys to listen to this to this morning's edition, and we'll have a conversation about this on the other side as well. It's the serious side. We'll be right back after this. Your President Obama did not. Not my president. The Manchurian candidate couldn't destroy us faster. So I shamelessly say no. I want him to fail. Headed towards socialism, fascism. They're marching us towards 1984. Are you confident? 100% confident. Barack Obama can do this job. He wants to transform exceptional private enterprise America into neo-socialist Europe. Socialism. Socialist. Socialist. Socialism would be a real step up. When are we going to wake up and start fighting the fascism? These guys are, are Stalinists. Who's the communist? Obama. Welcome 
to the USSA. We have a chapter in here, is Obama a socialist? We have a president and a Bolshevik. Democratic Congress. President Obama, are you listening? Uh, this is the most greatest wealth destruction I've seen by a president. Country. It'd be like Hitler playing golf with Netanyahu. I feel like we are talking to the Germans after uh, um, Hitler comes to power. This is what Hitler did with the SS. They're the enemy. Who's the enemy? Uh, Obama! You just think he doesn't care, huh? I think that he... No, I, I really don't. I think if I may say so, there's just too many people who are not going to vote for a black candidate. But, uh, especially a black, angry candidate. Who has a deep-seated hatred for white people. I think he is using racial anxiety for political gain. This guy is, I believe, a racist. He did make a very racist comment. I've got a president who I believe actively dislikes people like me. We have to bend over, grab the ankles, bend over forward, backwards, whichever father was black because this is the first black president. Core ties to the African continent. His having grown up in Kenya. He is defending racists and when you defend racism and defend racist acts, it's, it's virtually the same. Go ahead, say it. Where? In the hizzy. In the hizzy. In the hizzy. Don't, don't we really have to have him in the white hizzy? What's with all the hoods in the hizzy? I have a boys in the hood handshake. This is not the guy that you invite to the White House for poetry reading. What he's trying to do is to, cre is to rekindle the sense of black victimization. How does increasing taxes count? as spending cuts in your world, Mr. Obama, maybe in Kenya. President say Trayvon could have been me 35 years ago. I guess because what? He was part of the Chum gang and he smoked pot and he did a little blow. You've decided that chugging a few 40s and rediscovering your Irish is more important. If he had been anything other than African-American, and, and I don't mean to cast aspersions on African-Americans, but he would have been impeached and convicted by now. He would be impeached if he weren't America's first black president. I think we're getting close to a high crime and misdemeanor. I believe he's the most lawless president in modern times. Former President Richard Nixon, what he did with child's play compared to the range of corruption. Why wouldn't we impeach this president for not protecting and defending Americans? in the bloodbath known as Benghazi. Pretty much every day has been an impeachable offense. Can you just show us the birth certificate? Why wouldn't President Obama release his birth certificate? God does not have a birth certificate, neither does Obama. This has clearly been photocopied yes. from a book. You see that? It kind of folds back to like almost like the binding of a book. I've heard that number before, $2 million that he's spending to not have to show the birth certificate. There's a green border around it. That had to be photoshopped in. I'm trying to figure out yeah. why they well, were Well, this doing whole that. border is suspect. If he had immigrated here, he'd probably love America more. A fist bump, a pound, a terrorist fist jab. The president just seems to be very uncomfortable being uh, commander-in-chief. Did you see the latte salute? It's not a latte salute, it's a chai salute. Our country's less, less safe today. He believes the bad guys are the American people. Barack Obama apparently is willing to uh, to roll the dice on that because he made these promises. Well, he's rolling them. He because if we get hit again, he's through. There it is again. What is that? That is a flag pin. You're not wearing a lapel pin, are you? I will wear one. And they just hate the flag. Do you notice anything unusual about this picture? There's no Bible. President Obama has offered to, to pay out of his own pocket for the Museum of, of Muslim Culture. He's more concerned about protecting the image of Islam than protecting the people of the United right. States. And we have... Sponsored by the TJRS Radio Network Online Radio. And it's 
the best. It was hard to listen to that. 347, welcome back in. 347850. to you listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network Online Radio. It's best. As promised, let's introduce the smartest man in the world, the one and only Mr. Jerome Spree is in the house. Good morning, Jerome. How are you doing this beautiful Sunday morning, sir? Good morning. I cannot stop smiling at that clip. Everything I heard was hilarious to me. It's what's going on now. I know know some people, it made mad, but it was hilarious to me, right? That you can make, um, you you know, black, white, and you can make up, down. Like, they were ranting about some stuff like the world was ending over a daggone flag pen. Like, they were just off their minds. Yeah. In comparison yeah, it, to what this dude is doing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that, that that was so ironic. When you listen, this lawless president and the same people, you know, I'm pretty sure someone will go back with some editing power and put together, uh, 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 you know, a montage of, of, of sound clips of how wonderful this guy is. And this guy has probably broken every law that, uh, that they've ever made <laughs> in regards you know. to how the president should act in office. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. It is totally uh, ridiculous. Welcome Welcome aboard, sir. Appreciate you being here. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is the Sunday morning roundtable where we talk about things that are on our mind. We spent the first part of the show talking about just the travesty that's happening at the border uh, with the way this uh, administration has uh, treated people of color. Uh, you know, when you look at the fact that families were broken up at the border, it reminds me of you know the slave days. Obviously, we weren't around, but there was there are a lot of Hollywood films who have depicted what happened back in the day, and I just remember seeing how. How they would have these strong black men standing on stages and they check their hind parts to see if they're strong and sturdy. It's just a disgrace what this country has done and what it continues to do under this just uh, lawless president. All right, it's time to talk about something else. Unless, Kathleen, you want to continue the conversation, what would you like to talk about this segment, ma'am? Yeah, I actually would like to continue this conversation because the piece of it, the part of it that is troubling me. Um, so, wait, not a good part of it. All of it troubles me, right? Um, but the uh, one of the one part of it, I want to go back to what Jackie said earlier. That was Jackie that said she used to work with the <coughs> Department of Children's Services, right? <coughs> Excuse me. No, that was uh, Vanessa used to work with DHS. Vanessa, Vanessa, yeah, Vanessa said earlier was that there was never, you know, these children will not make it back to their fam- their parents and their families. And, um, you know, we heard on television, I was listening to a lot of the evening pundits on MSNBC, and they were saying that there was never any intention of returning these children to their families, and some of them already had been adopted by foster families. They had already been placed into the system. So, and the, I, I listened to one of these foster families that was foster parents, let me say, who was talking, okay. they were on television in an interview talking about the children, and they said, right. um, they, they referred to the children as our boys, our boys, meaning the foster parents are already calling them our boys. So our boys yeah. are such and such and such, and our boys were in another place or whatever. And so, you know, I, I was thinking about that and thinking also about the fact that in this country, in the United States, there is a large industry of sex work. 
there is, the, uh, you know, and so I'm wondering, so what do you think is going to happen to children that you rip from their parents and then just randomly or and recklessly distribute them around the country and keep them, you know, in these camps, and then they all of, all of a sudden they become our boys to a foster family who hasn't even had them for weeks? And, you know, not saying that the foster parents are going to do this, but if, this, if these right. children, what do you think is going to happen to them after a while? They have no money. If they, if they are let loose from these, what do they call them, tender age shelters? Where they, you know, yeah, they now ridiculous. Them tender age shelters, meaning, that, and I think that was five and under. Uh, I, I don't, yeah. I can't imagine what the intention is. Because if they know for a fact that they don't have a plan or a system to reunite the children with their fa- with their families, then they did not intend to reunite them. So that so to me, they were intending to infuse America with another category of people that they can abuse. They have prisoners, and then they have these children that they snatch from. Us. Why would you do that? There's a reason for it, and I think that's. That's one of the pieces that we haven't looked at as a country and as media and all of that. If there was no intention, but we have decided to snatch these children, kidnap them is one of the words that was used on television, and I'm going with that. Because if we have decided to kidnap them, but we're going to prosecute the parents for this misdemeanor and then send them back home, meaning that they will never be able to come back if they have some crime leveled against them, they're they're pretty much forcing all of the parents that go through the court system to plead guilty. So they're leaving with a – if they're returned home, they're leaving with a guilty – you know, they plead guilty, so now they have a – crime leveled against them, so the likelihood of them ever being able to come back here legally or whatever is eliminated, but they go back without their kids. And how are they going, if they were already victimized in their country, how are they going to be able to find their children in a system that had no plan and no uh, no identifying information for their children or where they went? And like Vanessa said, they sent them right. from, you know, all the way across the world to New York, I, you know, it, it, this was intentional. It was intentional. So then what did we intend to do with these children? It was intentional. So, and, and I think that there's yeah, I, I something agree. really I, I, serious missing there if, if we don't find that out. So what was the intent when they took the, when they took African children from their parents? The intent was, now we're going to, first of all, we will separate you so you will have no power, right? So you will be weakened once, you'll be weakened by the fact that you have no connection to your, um, your ancestors, your history, your parents, people who love you and will take care of you. You will be isolated, yeah. just like, you know, if you think about domestic abuse, right? They say it's all based on power, right. and one of the things they do is they mm-hmm. isolate people from their families. Um, so, so we look at that. So everybody's weakened in that whole system, and then you know, and then we abuse your, your children. However, we decide that it's going to happen because we do know that that yeah, you're, you're right. is not a safe system for children. It, it's not, and you're right about that, Kathleen. But you know, when we talk, you know, we talk about the uh, 
the the, the mental impact on 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 the effect that this will have on those kids. And, you know, and I want to go to, to to Johnny D on this one. When, when you when you think about the fact that they have these kids locked up in cages. Right, they're saying that it's a camp, and you know, I heard Laura Ingram, you know, it's a day camp, and and but you see these kids laying on mats with aluminum foil uh, blankets and and all these different things. Talk about what type of mental impact that you think, uh, Johnny D, that this will have on these kids long term, because this is not a day camp. Let's be honest, they're incarcerated to a certain degree, right? Baby, baby prisons, I guess that's what we can call them. What say you? Certainly, it's going to be devastating. Uh, there's no way that you can separate children from the parenting and not have an adverse effect. And you call them kinder care facilities if you choose to do so. Um, having had an opportunity to work in the law enforcement community for years, um, I've seen young persons come in those type of settings and leave with mental health issues that will be profound in their lives for extended periods of time, if not forever. So I do agree that there was no plan in place to reconnect the adult parents with the children. I certainly agree with that. Um, So this is certainly going to have a significant uh, and adverse impact on those young minds. It certainly will. Long term. Let, let me sweeten to you, Jerome, because we haven't heard from you this morning. You know, every time something major goes down, the first person I think of is you. I, you know, and it's almost like I should get a bracelet that says, you know, what does it say, WWJD, what what would Jerome do? So I don't even, I mean, I can go buy one right now because you have the same initials as Jesus. So maybe I don't need to may have anything uh, customized and made. <laughs> but, but, but I think of you when these things happen, and it's almost like, you know, we we have a show that we we you know we keep the show in the mothballs. It's a show called uh, 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 Just Thoughts, and, and it's a show that um, you know it's an emergency show. If something major happens, all of a sudden we go on. It's called Afterthoughts. I'm sorry, and, and and it comes on the air if something major happens. And I'm thinking, my goodness. So the first thing I think about is you. So let me get your thoughts on this whole thing, as far as what's happening with how the Trump administration is handling these kids at the border. And, and I know you can draw the perspective to, 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 to how this is very reminiscent of, 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 you know, what we experience as a race. Because, you know, once again, we're the only race that's here. Uh, we didn't come here on our own. We were brought here by force. So, so talk to that for a little bit, because I've been interested and curious to what you had to say about this whole thing. Well, let's give it let's give it some historical context then. Like let's just go back and look at the barbarians and the Nordics and the and the Vikings and, and how their societies evolved, right? Just pillaging and all of that other stuff. No real social science and thought provoking stuff, right? That's what came out of Europe. Even in the Roman society before they stole what they stole and, and you have to remember the Roman and Greek society after Hannibal and those guys retreated um, when the um, Carthage and, and all of those Morris folks came up in those areas and left them, you know, and, and Moses brought out of the Dark Ages. Um, b- before then, I want to talk about nature a little bit. So when we talk about um, culture and we talk about white folks generally, 
we're talking about people who put people in in, in um, Japanese internment camps, and and now you're you're talking baby jail. So I'm not calling it whatever yeah. Trump is trying to brainwash people to call it. They're actually locking up children. So they have a children's detention center. So we know they did that to the Japanese. We know, you know, what uh, I think it was uh, um, Wilson that did that. But um, we know what they did to Native Americans, and I'm not skipping over this. But we know what they did to black folks. Right. But we know what they did to indigenous people all over this planet. We know what colonizers do. And what they do is they go kill off all of the all of the adults, separate the women and children, try to indoctrinate the children into their culture, and then act like they own them. That's why that the, was important, as Kathleen was saying, when somebody brings you in their house and they're like, this is my child now, right? This ain't even your child. This is my child now. Now, we're talking about uh, um, uh, um, a psychosis. We're talking about mental um, psychosis, mental illness. And white folks need to deal with their mental capacity when it comes to this, when it comes to school shootings, because it's primarily their kids. They need to talk about how they're brainwashed into society and what's in them and how they see humanity. Because technically I know a lot of people are going to get mad at me for saying that, but I can care less. The truth is you're watching this stuff play out on TV. You're watching half, you know, Fox going crazy in the affirmative. You're watching the other stations talk about it rationally. There's nothing rational about what's going on. They're locking up children. They're separating them. They separate the girls and the babies, and we still really have not seen anything from them in weeks, which I suspect some of them are getting sterilized. I I suspect Mm. that whatever they're doing to them, remember, we have an organ donation problem in this country. And you, you can't just hand people off to folks when we know that we have these hospital exam- expansions. I know in the city I live in, there's about five hospitals that are expanded like crazy. And all they do is tell people that they need surgery or you need to give up one kidney. People need organs. And now you've got all of these kids in here, and they're going to end up missing. We know about the black children that have been missing in this country. I think something like... Um, it's like a couple hundred thousand a year, something like that. We yeah. know that people Yeah, we did a show on it a couple of years ago, right? You know, we did a show on yeah. all the missing black women, yeah. Yes, and, uh, and children, though. We're missing a lot of kids. So, again, we have some medical stuff for this. And, and in the news, um, one of the studies that just came out talked about that um, the, the birth rate in this country. Mm-hmm. Right? So we need to talk about why people are dying, what the the issue is for people needing organs and all of the other stuff, and why are their babies and the um, females missing. And when they get them back, I would not get no medical test from none of the doctors around this piece because technically we don't know what they did to them. Because we know in Israel, as people were, what was it, last year, the year before, they sterilized up to like 5,000 women who were just coming in, and they said, oh, yeah, it's a flu shot. It's a vaccination, and they gave them Depo-Vera. So something, something is worse, like to Kathleen's point. Something else is going on, and don't be distracted about everybody else's emotion about, um, uh, about the fact that 
this is some kind of evil kind of administration because it is, but they know what they're doing. Jeff Sessions is vested into private prisons, for example. So when they start spending a billion dollars to build up tent cities, or I'm sorry, detention centers, then somebody's making money. But that's money and that I we noticed, act like we didn't have for health care. So now you're going to bring in more children. It's darker. It's the darker children. Well, you're going to bring in more children, but you're going to cut the um, CHIP, the, the Children's Health Insurance Program. You're going to cut CHIP, but you're going to bring in more children, and then you got to integrate them into other families. Something else is going. And, right. Um, and Thank you, Jamal. I can see that in the bigger <laughs> picture. I know that everybody is squeamish on talking about it, but it's blaringly obvious. It should be very blaringly obvious to any minority in this country. I don't care what everybody else thinks that they can rationalize this with. Something is not, I mean, and, and I'm saying on the evil side, something is not going. So that's what happens when you get a bunch of neo-Nazi racist Klan people in office. They start setting up black sites in the U.S. and start hoarding away children. You know, Jerome, I, I tell you what, uh, um, I, 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 I will say this, and, and, and you know, some people, man, I'm starting, I'm, I'm, I'm monitoring, you know, social media, and some people are already a little squeamish about what you're saying. But listen, what you're saying, you know, do I believe that's happening? I don't know. But you can't tell me, I can't say beyond a reasonable doubt that it's not. Because how can you not show us where the girls are? How can you not show us where the infants are? I mean, what is this? I mean, it's almost like we're in Russia somewhere. You take these kids off, you move them, and, 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 you know, at the crack of dawn at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. I mean, what the hell is going on? I, I, I don't understand like don't this. Have a, that's human yeah, and that's like why we don't I'm have saying a context for this that's stuff is the problem. We have a historical context. We, they put, there was radiation put in Similac. There, we can talk about Tuskegee. We can talk about all the other stuff that we've done, that we've sanctioned and done. So you cannot tell me. I know people are squeamish, but it is disturbing wow. to me to watch this stuff because I know, right? They're setting up black sites, and they're hiding children from the government, from your, <clears throat> from your representatives. The Republicans aren't even looking. We know that there are black sites in this country. We know about the FEMA camp. That stuff was well publicized even during Obama. They're like, why are they, why are they stop calling body bags? We know that stuff. You can go out there and look. But I'm telling you that if you are squeamish because it's not showing up on your evening news, that is your problem. You know, I'm not here well, to shock anybody and, and to set the world, set your hair on fire. I'm just saying that that is disturbing from the bigger picture because we have a history of doing this. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, Steve, something like you wanted to for, get in. Go ahead, Steve, real quick. Yeah, it's a beta test for more uh, for more of what's to come, just like I think they have a situation where the, the cops, uh, that Antoine Rose, I heard that when I called in this morning, a uh, 17-year-old boy in East Pittsburgh gunned down by a cop. You know, it, 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 it's a beta test. And, and, and the military has higher standards than the police officers when they come to shooting people. We need to talk about that. And why is it the darker black children in the immigration cases? We got to talk about that too. It's interesting. Three four seven eight five zero. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You're right, Steve. When when you when you I mean you 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 set this environment up, Vanessa. 
when you allow these types of things to go down. And, you know, Jerome brought up an excellent point. Our elected members of Congress, they're being turned around at these. The, the mayor of Miami tried to go in. What's it, the mayor of Miami, Mr. Elias, who tried to go into one of these facilities. Yep. They told him to turn around. He's yep. the mayor of the city. Well, hey, what do you expect, so, so, man? But 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 here's the deal, and, and Vanessa, I want to get your comments on this because I love your you know just your raw, unedited approach to this because you know you're the person that's out there that um, that's in tune to this stuff, the everyday Joe Smo, the everyday you know uh, you know Clem, whatever that's out there that's looking at this stuff and, and really breathing and living it. And so when you think about what Jerome talked about, the fact that our elected officials are denied access, if you I'm, I, look, I'm a simple guy, right? And to me, if you ain't got nothing to hide, then why are you hiding it, right? I mean, if there's nothing to see here, then let people in. These are elected officials that represent Americans, they are the people that we put in office to represent our interests, our needs, to be the one that that's our government representatives at that level. How do they not have, or how can you deny them access to a federal-run facility when they are members of the federal government? Vanessa, did she drop off or something? I'm here. Um, Go ahead, Vanessa. I was trying to hear it, but I'm not at home where I can really hear everything that Jay was saying. So you're going to have to pass the question with me because I didn't hear it. That's okay. I mean, it's out there for anyone. Let me let me swing around to to you, Steve. Uh, how can that happen? How, how can elected officials? Let's go to Mr. Elias. We haven't heard from him during this segment. Mr. Elias, you, how can this happen, you know, in the United States of America? Because people don't care about that. Look, man, it's, it's, it's not about, uh, about um, the children or about anything else. Look, they're, they're playing to their base. And if you, if you, if you think they're playing to anything else, you're sadly mistaken. Look, Sanford just lost. Uh, his election in Carolina. Why? Because he didn't completely back uh, Trump. The bottom line is they're playing to their base, man, and they know in a heavy, in a heavily uh, Trump base that they're going to lose if they don't back Trump. You got deplorable people out there. I've been saying this for the longest. Hillary Clinton wasn't for off, off base when she said these are deplorable. She should have stuck with what she's saying. These people are very deplorable. Anytime you can harm a child or, or take a child from their parents like that, snatch them out of their arms and not return that child to them, then you're a deplorable person. Look, bottom line is Melania Trump got over here the same way that these, uh, that these immigrants got over here, right? The same damn way. She's in the White House right now. Why has he not put out his, her, everything that was supposed to be put out about her when he said he was? You know why he hasn't put it out? Because he knows damn well she got over here the same way. The bottom line is this. He is, he is a deplorable human being, and anybody that backs him need not talk to me anymore because he's a deplorable person. He don't give a damn about people. Well, Man, all he cares about is money. 
you know, it's uh, it's becoming painfully obvious that uh, his agenda. Yeah, it, it's you, you're absolutely correct about that, Vanessa. It's it's becoming pa- painfully obvious what he's up to and how gullible Americans are. But you know, it goes back to something that I had always been talking about, Johnny D, from the inception of the show. I mean, the reason for this show was because of what was going on uh, with President Obama, and we wanted to make sure that we had a say-so, and it kind of evolved to where we are now. But it's something that I said a long time ago, the election of the first African-American president. Either it's going to show how far this country's come, or it's going to show the racial undertone and the nasty underbelly of this country. And I think what we're seeing here, and, and you know, and, and thumbs up to the white uh, folks who go on television and tell the truth. The reason why we're doing this is because white folks – are they're shaken to their core with the fact that, you know, we were okay with a black person being in charge of a company. We were okay with that. But, oh, my God, this joker, we have one that made it to the presidency of the United States. Oh, no, we can't have that again. So it's time for us to show our true colors. And when you look at what's going on, uh, Johnny D, how can you not come to that conclusion that that's the reason why we're seeing all this? We're seeing all the hatred. We're seeing young white guys carrying, you know, tiki uh, torches on college campuses. I mean, that's something that you saw back when the Klan was was raiding, you know, uh, homesteads on the on the you know out there on the prairie, running black people out and hanging them. I mean, this is remnants of those times. Give me the final word on this set. Well, I'll be honest with you. Everything that's been said this morning is is certainly certainly uh, spot on. Um, when it comes down to the President Obama and his presidency, I, I'm a firm believer that because of America's rejection of President Obama and all the good that he will do, I'm I'm one that will, will suggest that history will prove that he was one of the better presidents during his tenure well after well after his his years of service um, has faded into the chronicles of history I do believe that this is a wrath on America in regards to what we're experiencing now you rejected an individual who was clearly clearly purposed and placed upon God's will to be our president during that time to bring some healing and some restoration and some atonement to a nation that is very ungrateful. And because of the rejection that the Republican Party did, and, you know, to, to some extent, African Americans was, was, was reluctant to embrace uh, President Obama. I think that this is the cause of that. So what we're experiencing yeah. now is... God's ability to show us that I gave you good and you rejected it. So now I'm going to give you what you asked for. Now, unfortunately, there's a lot of people who have to suffer because of this, but that clearly is our reality. And it's unfortunate, but this is the time in which we're in. Um, I, you know, each year, now I've never been one who have been overly celebratory of the 4th of July. But I, I must tell you, last year when my kids, uh, they, they like to, to go and, and celebrate, and I don't try to instill my beliefs and my values upon them. So if they ex- want to experience that, I take them out. But there was a tension that came with me last year when I was there because 
it was almost as if I expected someone to be a little more radical than, than what was anticipated. And mm-hmm. now that they're preparing in our city for those events, I see where people are a lot more animated. So they, they have been emboldened a racist fashion within America, and it's unfortunate. But I do believe that it is the cause and effect. I believe that this is God's wrath upon America in regards to this is what you asked for, okay? The fact that you sat there, Mitch McConnell, and said that this we're going to make this a one-term president, and, of course, that wasn't God's will for him. And now you have a, a, a gentleman, and, and, and we go back to the, to the radio clips earlier about what they were saying about President Obama, and I have to agree with, with um, uh, Mr. Spree. It was, it was hilarious because that's the time in which we're living in now in regards to this guy being so out of bounds and so out of touch with, with, his, with his authority, his level of authority, and people buying into it to where it, it, it's almost cynical, but at the same time it's sad. But it is. It is. The pain will lead us to our purpose. We're going to have to go through this in order for everybody to one day wrap their arms around and say, you know, we've had the extreme, so now where do we have that mediation? Where, where, where do we meet in the middle and say, okay, you know what, I may have these biases, but how can we get past this right here? So maybe this pain that we experience will, will drive America to its purposes, and certainly that's what I hope. Well said. All right, coming up next, uh, we'll continue the Sunday morning roundtable. Such a beautiful Sunday morning. What a wonderful country sometimes. We appreciate all the blessings that God bestow upon us. And, um, you know, uh, I'm here to tell you that God is the joy and strength of my life as we continue to bring you the uh, Sunday morning roundtable. Coming up next, we'll continue the conversation. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show. We'll be right back after this. learn a lot from their parents, including domestic violence. Stop the vicious cycle. Today.
morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio and it's best and of course if you follow the show it's time for us to say good morning to our panelists and what a panel we have this morning let's say good morning to the very lovely Vanessa Mae Bell good morning Vanessa how are you good morning how's everybody happy Sunday happy Sunday to you as well good morning to Miss Kathleen Williams Kathleen good morning how are you I'm doing great, thank you. How are you doing this morning? How's everybody? 
do an outstanding. Uh, let's say good morning to the very lovely Jackie, our uh, director of social media outreach. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. How's everybody doing? Doing outstanding. Say good morning to uh, Steve. Steve's in the house. Good morning, Steve. How are you, sir? Good morning. Doing just fine. Uh, our resident texter who's in the flesh, uh, God bless him, my little brother, Johnny D, is in the house. Good morning, Johnny. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Certainly highly blessed and favored. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, and the smartest man in the world, the one and only Mr. Jerome, Mr. Bree Jerome. And good morning. How are you, sir? Hey, good morning. I'm good, man. How you doing? Doing outstanding. And the man gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. Elias. Good morning, Mr. Elias. How you doing? Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Mr. Elias, can we say hello to some people in the chat, if you don't mind, sir? Okay. We got a host of guests in there. We got Covina Man in there with us and uh, very own Rich Sisters in there. All right. Good morning to all. What's going on to the pastor? Richmond, Texas, Mr. Uh, Stephen Jones, Pastor Stephen Jones, I stand corrected. Marietta Music's in the house as well. Good morning, ma'am. Felicia's here. Andrew, some names that I uh, recognize. Mike, what's going on? Jeff's in the house. Bev, uh, Carbella, uh, looks like she's a first-time listener. Um, Felicia is here, and I have to assume she's smiling. I can't, read, can't wait to read her comments during Chatterbox, which, by the way, which will be coming up in about 20 minutes as we continue with the Sunday morning roundtable where we just talk about things that are on our minds, uh, topics that uh, that are on the minds of our panelists, and this morning is obviously we've talked about what's been going on with the kids on the border. Uh, people are concerned about what's happening. It looks like it's a repeat of American history, uh, what happened to African Americans when we were brought over from Africa, how we were broken up from families, sold from one family to another. And, you know, we talked about the last segment, how these kids are going to foster homes. Now, look, I know foster parents in most cases are trying to do the right thing, but isn't that eerily remnants of uh, what happened back in the day? Black people sold to slave folks, uh, to slave owners, and now you have these kids being dispersed amongst families throughout the continental United States. What a horrible country we live in right about now when it comes to the state of the presidency and the fact that our U.S. Congress is uh, sanctioning this stuff. It's just unbelievable. But it's the third set, and it's time for our final topic of the morning. And, Mr. Esprit, what would you like to talk about for the final 20 minutes of the show? Man, um, I, I didn't think I was going to have a topic. I defer to Vanessa. <laughs> I didn't have a topic for today. Uh, All right, Vanessa. Well, what do you want to talk about? I want to talk to Kathleen them about the jacket. Miss <laughs> Kathleen, are you there? Yes, I'm here. You want to talk about the wedding? I want to talk, talk about that jacket that Melania had on. <laughs> I'm still confused. I'm still confused. I'm not confused. You are not confused, Kathleen. Okay, I'm reclaiming my time. Jacket. Okay, there you go. Draws reclaimed. So I'm looking at my watch. That woman who is fashion. What? Go ahead, Vanessa. Finish your thought. Okay. I'm looking at my watch. Five minutes. That lady who was fashion conscious knew exactly what she was wearing when she put that jacket on. And she did not put that jacket on at the White House. She 
waited until she got to the airport and she put that jacket on when she got there because she knew Donald Trump was going to act ignorant. She put that jacket on and said, I don't care to you, because that was a message to her husband. That was not a message to any one of us. It was a message to Donald Trump. Because you know what? She's sick of him. He done screwed everybody in the world, and she's sick of him. Well, so I, I, I guess we can. You applaud her for the jacket. Huh? Okay. Well, I tell you what. I, I said, well, I, that's, that that's great. I, I'm glad you did. That's that's. that's uh, hey, that's listen, I've never seen Jay, anything. It was not to us. Uh, are you sure about oh, that? Okay. Well. I don't think okay. that was I, to I mean, us. I, I'm, she really okay. likes. Okay. I mean, listen. I'm, I'm really. I'm really kind of iffy about that. I'm kind of iffy about yeah, that. I'll sure. give you that. Yeah, well, let's, let's do something here real quick because I, I'm, I'm reading some of the posts and people are talking about what I happened in what Pittsburgh. Day, and I think maybe, and Jerome, if you want to have this conversation, we will, but I think people are really concerned about what went down in Pittsburgh uh, this past week. But, you know, you want to reclaim your time, it's yours. But uh, we, we have another situation uh, where okay. another no, we can talk about American man was shot. Huh? So we should talk about Pittsburgh. Joking about time. Go ahead. No, no. I, well, well, listen. You know, people are talking about this, and, and so I think we maybe we should have a few minutes and, and and talk about this because if we don't talk about it, who will, right? So uh, here, let's right, listen yeah. to a sound bite, and we'll we'll talk about it on the other side. Online radio at its best. Tonight, calls for justice for Antoine Rose. Why are they shooting at him? All they did was run, and they're shooting at them. Cell phone video showing the 17-year-old black high school senior gunned down by East Pittsburgh police after running from a traffic stop, shot three times. All lives matter! Protesters rallied outside the county courthouse, the county leading the investigation into what happened. Donna Giles came with her 18-year-old son and 14-year-old daughter. They have to shoot him in That could have been my brother, my, my friend, like anybody that I know. Police have not identified the officer who opened fire on Rose and another male as they were fleeing, now revealing that officer had been sworn in just hours before the deadly shooting. Although he had been an officer in other departments, the officer now on leave. Did the officer wait? I don't understand what that has to do with the uh, uh, situation. Authorities stopped the car in which Rose was a passenger because it matched the description of a vehicle involved in a drive-by shooting minutes earlier. Police say two guns were found in the car on the floor, but Rose was unarmed when he was shot. Tonight, protesters demanding answers. There's obviously a racial bias in this, and that is what we need to stop. Tonight, the borough of East Pittsburgh issued a statement offering condolences to the family of Antoine Rose. The officer who shot and killed him is on leave, and the investigation being led by Allegheny County is ongoing tonight. Online radio at its best. I want to make sure that we. I want to make sure you 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 heard something because it was kind of hard to hear during that audio, where a reporter asked. Uh, a police spokesman was the officer white. His response was, I don't understand uh, what that has to do with the situation. And, and that just goes to show you the tone deafness of this country. Listen, I, look, there are some good law enforcement officers out there. And, you know, I, I don't want to be in their predicament. I don't want to have to deal with anything like that. I mean, I served in the military. Johnny D can attest to this as well. You know, even though we weren't in any immediate combat situations, at least I wasn't, uh, the bottom line is, is that 
that, uh, you know, there were times where we had to do reactionary force training, and, you know, there were times when we were on a, on a, on a task force that, you know, had to be available just in case we had protesters show up outside the gate of the concern. But nevertheless, tensions are high. So I, I wouldn't want to be in a life or death situation where I have to judge whether a person lives or dies based on a hunch or based on a feeling or based on, quite frankly, my nervousness behind that weapon because I'm in fear of my life. So I, I, I don't envy those guys. But at the, at, the, at the same time, all these people that run around here throwing these blue ribbons and stuff, Mr. Elias, around these trees, talking about how, you know, we don't respect law enforcement. You know, that's what Trump has done. Trump has created this whole situation with the flag, with law enforcement. We God bless our police officers. There are some rotten cops out there. And I don't know what this situation is. All I know is that you have to show restraint when you're dealing with people. This kid took off running. Why was it necessary for you to engage in lethal force? If you read probably most of the handbooks or operating manuals of police departments all across this nation, I guarantee you that uh, when you read the part in engaging in lethal force, I guarantee you that uh, the standards are a lot higher than a suspect running from you with his back turned. Hmm. Well, Jay, I've come to the conclusion that the police are a gang. And that's just the bottom line. I mean, if you think about it, when the police come and they attack you, what do they do? Just like a gang, they jump you and they beat you, right? And then, and then on top of that, what do they do after that? Do they do they tell on it? Then now they'll talk to you about snitching is non-snitching is the dumbest thing that you can do. Do they tell on each other? No, they don't. They're a gang in the highest form of it all, man. They do the same thing that gangs do, but they just do it with a badge. That's all it is to it. The bottom but line, is it fair, Mr. Elias? But is it yeah. fair to label them all? Because I have friends who are police officers, and they are just as appalled at what's going on uh, as they, you know you and I. Are they, re- are they reporting what's going on in their depression? Absolutely, they are reporting it. Well, then I applaud them. I, I definitely applaud them. But most police officers keep their code of their code of blue, and they are silent about it, and they won't tell on the other officers. They refuse to tell them all. Mr. Elias, they killed a high school honor student. They didn't kill just any Joe Schmo. They killed a high school honor student. I agree. And and they're going to get off because the bottom line is they said they found two guns in the car. So they're going to say he was justified because he didn't know if he, had, if he had a gun on him. They're going to get off with this because this is, what, this is what they do. We've seen it a million times before. This play has been played out a million times before, and they're gonna. I hate to be so cynical, but they're gonna get off. That's what they do. They're gonna. They're gonna. I was feared for my life. Look, there were two guns in the car. We didn't know if he had a third. As he's running away. As he's running away. But how can we even trust? How can we trust that, Jerome? Because we've seen video of police officers dropping weapons and dropping evidence by people they had gunned down. So, yo, so how can you even trust the fact that those weapons were not planted in that vehicle? First of all, there's um, the Supreme Court already ruled on this. So we already know that it is against the law to shoot someone while they're fleeing. So usually the police just lie in the police report saying that the person turned, turned back around in, in a threatening way. Well, there's videotape of that kid just running. So I don't know what his defense is, because even their lie is not going to work because the Supreme Court ruled on shooting at people while they're fleeing. They cannot do it. He didn't have a weapon in his hand, although they said he found a clip in his pocket, but 
how, what does the clip in his pocket have to do? They're just trying to sully his name like they do everybody else. And, you know, when you talk about yeah. Pittsburgh, um, you know, if you're a uh, regular on this show listening, um, it was a couple years ago I told a story about someone that I knew that was killed by police, Pittsburgh police, Johnny Gamage. And that kid had two master's degrees, and he was in his car. They said that he rolled through a stop sign, and they asphyxiated him. They said, ooh, we thought his cell phone was a gun. But when they dragged him out of the car and put their knees in his chest and jumped on him, he was all of probably five, six, if that, and a buck 30 soaking wet. After they killed him and the police got off, it's kind of the same thing. So anything that's a remnant of Pittsburgh to me, I remember friends and family um, constantly going there trying to figure out what was going on with this kid. So it's not the fact that that kid is a high school honor student. He was black. They didn't see his honor student when they, when they took those shots at him. They just saw a black kid running, and they shot him. So, again, we need to deal with this from a very practical um, perspective and say that don't no benefit of doubt goes to no police officer because their job is hard. Get a new job. You're going to be that damn scared. Get another job. We're all scared, and we all make mistakes. But then if you scared because somebody's black, your humanity sucks. We just talked about this in the first segment about the president's humanity sucking and Pence's humanity sucking and Mitch McConnell and Ryan. For those guys to not have compassion enough, and we watch this stuff play out with the police officers on the ground, probably people who support the guy whose humanity sucks even worse than theirs. So you can't ask us to, because our, our humanity is intact. So even if you, even when you're listening to me talk about this, I hate to put exceptions onto my words, but people who know me know that those are not blanket statements to all white folks. But the majority of y'all got problems, you need to deal with it, right? Because individually, yeah. spiritually, you could be cool people. But at the same time, when you start covering for those people who are doing evil, you are a part of the same problem, and you're part of the same system, so there's no cover for you. Don't, don't whisper to me that I agree with you. I don't care, because we, we know what's true, and we know what we're seeing. So the people in Pittsburgh who are out advocating, the millennials who are over the last, like, two years are getting a good wake-up of that whole post-racial stuff that they were trying to sell, that everything is getting better and it's not as bad as it used to be. This is just how it used to be. And it might be worse because there's a different way to lock people down than it was back in the days. You used to have mm. to do something. Well, well the reason mm. I said that, that wrong well, about the, the high here. school honor students is because you know how they go on social media. Oh, he was a thug. No, I know, and try Look to at Trayvon Martin. He's a thug. This guy's a high school honor student. Okay, he was he was they shot somebody unnecessarily. Even the military has higher standards of shooting people than these cops. And what right. uh, Eric Holder saying the, the Obama administration, uh, uh, white supremacists have infiltrated law enforcement. That was a Department of Justice report from the Obama administration. Yeah, I, Eric Holder was Attorney General. Yes, and they, and they knew that. So, so a part of the bigger problem is that he got shot because he was black, and nobody's checking to see if he's smart or not. Because racist people don't usually think white supremacy does not work that way, where we can differentiate. And it's not going to tug at anybody's heartstrings 
because that's why I said when Johnny Gammons was killed, that he had two masters. He could pay a t- He was driving a Jag, right? When that dude got killed by the police, they didn't care about him socioeconomically. They just saw a black person. So we can't metaphorically go back and say, don't you understand this person had value in society? I am telling you, whether he did a day in jail, smoked weed, just came back from drinking with his boys, you cannot shoot anybody in the back. It's against the law. And, again, the Supreme Court ruled on this. You cannot just shoot people and then be like, oh, he's a bad person after the fact. He got killed. And so hopefully, I mean, I was going to say that they're going to get some, hopefully they get some damages, but there's no hope in that. The fact is that that young man lost his life for nonsense. Yeah, and, they're and, and like, you know, oh, they I'm talked sorry, about permanent. I'm sorry, Jerome. And they talked about good. permanent so separation. Yeah, yeah, they, they talked about permanent separation with the kids. You know, Trump had that whole thing this week of bringing these parents who tragically lost their kids to folks who were uh, illegal immigrants. And But, you know, my goodness, you know, this permanent separation. You're right, Jerome. These kids will never come back home. Let me swing around here and get some uh, thought from uh, Miss Kathleen Williams. Well, you know, what I was thinking about while Jerome was speaking was the fact that maybe some of us attorneys, um, thought leaders, could come together and decide how we can bring a class action suit against the government of the United States for the murderous um, actions that they've taken against black, young black children. I know there's going to have to be a way to have standing and all that stuff, and that's something that we can work out. But the numbers that we're looking at and the way that the government is moving now or the legislator is moving now is to make this, these actions legal. So as uh, Jerome was saying, it's illegal to shoot someone in the back, Once, which is, and we've known that for years. But what I was listening to the other day when they were talking about this particular shooting they said that any officer has the right to shoot, to shoot to kill whenever they feel as though their life was in danger or the lives of people in the community or whatever might be in danger. So if they decide right. that he jumps out of the car for this traffic stop and that he might be a risk because they're saying that the car, something about the car, whatever, then they have the right to shoot and they can say, well, we thought that the lives of the community or whatever would be in danger. But it's so interesting how these these uh, prisoners that they're escorting from prison or to prison are able to get loose, run, and they don't get shot. But, but they, you know, they find a way to justify the killing of these young black men. So, yes, it is not because that, you know, he was an honor student, he was this, he was that, he was threatening or anything else. It's because he was black. Yeah. Because if they can I'll find all these the other terrorists and uh, mass shooters and all of that, they can find them alive. The time that we see them die is when they kill themselves. So I think there's something that you know. I think there's something that we can do, and I think we need to do it. Yeah, I'll I'll look up the yeah. ruling, Kathleen. But I am pretty sure in in their ruling in the uh, um, the um, affirmative <clears throat> comments it said. If somebody, because it was, it was the the lawsuit was brought against 
the police because the police shootings in the back. It wasn't just individuals shooting the black. It was because police were shooting people in the back. And what the ruling said was that if if the person who is escaping is not in an immediate danger, which means that they don't have a weapon, they can be running all they want to. It doesn't matter if they're a murder suspect. It doesn't matter if they killed 10 people. If they don't have a weapon with an intent to kill, and you don't know that because technically he's just running. You can't assume that he's dangerous because he's running away from the police. So the ruling was pretty clear that if that, if that kid does not have a weapon or make a threatening gesture back to the officers, because that's how they've been getting around that since that ruling was saying the person right. stopped and right. raised a home or something. Because, but when you get shot in the back, it was really clear you can't shoot a fleeing suspect, suspect in the back. Because in the ruling it says suspect. So it's just not talking about individual um, cases of, of, of uh, I'm sure they'll use it that way, just saying that as a citizen you can't shoot somebody in the back. But it did say suspect because right. of yeah. it was bought by officers. Right, and that's, and that's well, why well, I'm saying know. it should be. That's why I am saying that there should be some kind of an action brought because they do twist and turn the language to make it to justify their actions by saying that we thought that this person was, and they use the word suspect. Yeah. We thought that yep. this suspect was a danger to me <clears throat> or to the. Um, to the, the community at large or whatever they're using, and that's why we always mm-hmm. found that they said, okay, we found a weapon. Well, we thought the cell phone was a weapon. Well, we thought his skateboard was a weapon. Well, we thought the fact that he had a right. mouth was a weapon. Whatever they come up with, that's what they use, but that is my, that's my point exactly. They're using the law to say that, yes, we can shoot that person because such and such, and if not for that, they wouldn't be getting off. They, but they get off every single time. So what is the reason mm-hmm. that absolutely, they, they get do. off? <clears throat> yeah, you're right about yeah, that. They, they absolutely, absolutely do. Ridiculous. And man, I, I, it's bad. It's, it's almost as if they want to aggravate the black community into a into a, a civil war type of situation with the police. It's, it's like they're purposely just. It's like a white supremacist dream to kill a black child. Like the dream, it's like oh my god, it was it was so exhilarating. It was so oh my god. Then they go home and get on their racist chat boards and and and, and they get donations. Oh, we need donations because this cop might lose his job because he shot a black child. Let's donate to his GoFundMe campaign. Let's make sure we get his mortgage paid off. Yeah, that's the type of vibe we have. Yeah, we wow, it's it's, sick. it's interesting. Sick. I'm pissed off about it. Well, yeah, it's interesting you, you bring that up, Steve, and, and, and you're absolutely correct about how all this is shaking out. It's just a crazy, crazy situation. What a show this morning. Uh, Jackie, let me let you jump in here real quick. You haven't said anything. Uh, real quick, your thoughts on this, because we definitely have to move on. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely down with, of course, with everybody's efforts so far about, you know, definitely the cops who are, in the wrong and how they treating us. I'm all for that. But definitely to just look a little bit on the side of like what you're saying, Jay, uh, in the cases of not all cops are bad. 
I mean, sometimes in yeah. this situation, we have the tip on our shoulder with the police. Right. Right. And absolutely. You're, comes, you're absolutely correct about and that. It's a way we we got to learn how to better better engage with the police. Because when yep. it gets to the point where a routine traffic stop is a matter of life and death, that's a problem. Yeah, but, but let, let me jump in because I don't know if it's well. But you said we have to learn how to to, to deal with the police. I, I I'm I'm venture to saying I'm, I'm that you know we, we shouldn't. Go ahead, Jackie. Finish your thought here real quick. So I'm, oh, yeah, oh, I'll wrap it up. Oh. Go ahead. Oh. Am I still on? It sounds like I got muted. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. I just want want you to finish your thought. Go ahead, real quick. Oh no, I'm done then. Okay. All right. Yeah, but no, I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, the bottom line is not coward, but the you know it's driving while black. Let me, you know, usually I always read Johnny D's comments before we close the set out. But since he's here, I'll let him go ahead and uh, give his uh, final remarks in regards to this topic. Well. Well, what I would like to say is, um, given all sensitivity to the Rose family, a uh, couple of things here. When you look at high crime areas, typically high crime areas are associated with areas in which a large populace of minorities live. Now, unless you've been in those communities and you have seen the pain of the faces of those citizens who stay in there who are being held hostage, because of the criminal activity and the criminal predicate, it's difficult to say what the law enforcement relationships may or may not be. So I don't want to generalize and condemn all law enforcement, and I don't think that that was what was said, but I don't want people to get the perspective that that is the case because, as Jay said, you've got some highly professional and committed individuals who serve behind that badge. But I will indicate this here as... An African-American man, one of the things that I do in my community is anytime I get a chance to speak to young minds and also in my church and other social groups, I educate young African-Americans and young minorities and just young men on the relationships that we have to foster with law enforcement. Now, it's easy to say what they should do, but, of course, these, these shootings are well documented, so it's not like this was the first. This has been ongoing for several years now, so at some point, we have to understand what our responsibilities are to safeguard ourselves as well as citizens. So if Mr. Rose got out, and again, I'm not condemning him nor am I blaming him, but somebody has to step up and educate the citizens in regards to the relationships and the roles in which we have to play with law enforcement, to include myself. Uh, There are times where uh, until that person uh, approaches my vehicle and they may say, okay, well, that's that's, that's who I am. And they say, okay, that's that's Johnny. But prior to that, I make sure that I have my hands placed where it cannot be a mistake in regards to me uh, reaching for my weapon because I am always armed. But those are the type of things that we have to do. And if there were weapons in the vehicle, of course, the investigation will, will, will ultimately give us some more facts. But if there was a drive-by shooting and the vehicle was identified as a potential and those suspects were there, then anybody who flees the vehicle has to be considered a threat. Now, of course, without me knowing the the diagrams or the specifics of the case, it's hard for me to say whether or not 
the, the, the use of force was just. But there's some pain in the faces of those individuals in those communities where they're being held, held hostage by criminal activity. And there's some great law enforcement officers out there that's doing some good work. And unfortunately, these incidents happen, and they're permanent. So you can't get, you can't get it back. You can't do a do-over. But I will say, and I charge everyone out there, educate yourself, but then also educate those citizens within the community in regards to the relationship and the roles and the response that we have to play in regards to our interaction with law enforcement. Because imagine having a law enforcement officer that six months prior to that probably had a job working at Target. You understand what I'm saying? So that's what you're seeing now because the law enforcement community is strapped just like most places of employment. They're strapped to bring bodies in. So they're not getting high-tech individuals who understand combative and, and public relationship situations. They're getting the manager at Target, and now all of a sudden he finishes the academy and he's on the street. So, again, let's all be sensitive to the relationships that we have, and, and, and let's, let's be charged to go out there and make a difference. All right. All right, folks, coming up next uh, is Chatterbox, and uh, you're going to get the full edition of Only Need to Know Basis. That's coming up. We're going overtime so we can get Jerome his time. So it's been a fascinating conversation. Uh, on the other side, we'll get Chatterbox in, and uh, Only Need to Know Basis is coming up next. You're listening to the serious side.
right, folks, welcome back in. 347 It's time for Chatterbox. Final thoughts from the world-famous chat room and uh, from uh, social media. And, Mr. Elias, I have so many. Let me just uh, take all of these because I have a lot here. Let me start off with the uh, pastor, Pastor Stephen Jones from Richmond, Texas. And what the pastor is saying is, uh, let me be the first or second, depending on when Jay reads my comments, to say that the resident texter should be a resident panelist. It was good to hear from the brother. He has a spiritual tone and cadence to his voice. He may have missed his calling. Great show as always. Carbella from uh, Corpus Christi, a friend of mine, suggested that I tune into this podcast, and I'm glad that I did. Finally, a show that represents my values and shares my political views. The young man who spoke about the suspicion of missing children were right on point. I think she's referring to when Jerome talked about uh, what's happening with our girls and our kids. You know, where are they? So I think that's what she meant. All right, so um, Felicia, finally, we have heard from the most thoughtful and elegant man in the world. I hope that we will be blessed with those smooth baritone pipes in the future. Johnny, don't have your wife sending messages like that about you, man. What are you doing? All right, and uh, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, uh, Andrew, hold on, who do we have here? Andrew, here it is. Andrew from Saginaw, Michigan. I've been listening to this show for the past two years, and in my opinion, this has been the best collection of minds to date. Keep up the good work. And Miami, Mike from Miami, I recognize this guy. He says, I am a Jerome fanboy, and he is. I love his comments. Well, you know, Mike, there's more than Jerome on the show, sir. You can like our comments as well. I mean, we try our best. <laughs> you know, sometimes we don't meet his standard, but you can like us as well. All right. And on that, and on that note. Five, four, three, two, one. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Like I mentioned, we're going overtime because we're going to get the full 20 minutes of my main man, Jerome, and on the need-to-know basis, here he is. What you got for us, Jerome? All right. You know, the U.S. is having a huge drop in teen smoking, doing drugs, having sex, and drinking milk. Now, I don't know if bitches wow. smoke milk makes you have sex and do drugs, but apparently it's all in favor. Every year, the CDC does a lifestyle uh, survey of 15,000 teens across the U.S. And uh, in 1991, more than half drank milk, had sex, and drank alcohol. But now they've all dropped below 40%. Wow. <laughs> now, never mind. I, there's a whole bunch of ways I can go with this story. But I guess milk don't do a body good, huh, Jerome? <laughs> hey, that's what, they, that's what they say, LES. That's what they say. <laughs> don't. Apparently. So, um, you know, I looked at this story and I thought, "Mm, I I probably shouldn't do it, but I'll I'll do it anyway. You know, Lisa Marie Presley, she's claiming her ex-money manager lost $100 million of her trust fund fund left by her father with a reckless and negligent investment while paying himself thousand dollars. Lisa Marie Presley. How much did he pay himself? Seven hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay. Uh, Wait a minute. Man. So get, get this. If he lost a hundred million dollars, 
No, at $10 million, he just took and gave it to us. He gave it to his friends. Like, something yeah. else is going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. He, that, come on, man, really? <laughs> yeah, he almost got a, a million dollars a year spend a $100 million trust. Mm. And, um, yeah. So, over 300,000 homes in the U.S., um, coastline could flood every two weeks in 30 years' time, according to a new report. The Union of Concerned Scientists analysis looked at homes and commercial properties throughout coastal um, United States at mm. risk of flooding that happens at least 26 times a year or more. And they're saying that every two weeks, over 300,000 homes are going to flood. Wow. Every two weeks. Yeah, I, I just I watched that that Texas storm that just hit, man. I felt bad. I mean, they just went through the hurricane and it just got flooded out again, man. I was like, this is unbelievable, man. Yeah, Unreal. It, it just, yeah, it just keeps keeps coming. And again, as our EPA is acting like nothing's nothing's wrong, nothing to see. Well, no, um, he's spending too much money on 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 himself, you know, man. Knows, yeah. Hey, that, isn't that like government? They're saving money. And then they're spending it. Yeah. So out of all that surplus money that Obama had, if you wonder where all this money is going, when they cry that we're broke, Obama didn't spend it. It is these fools that are spending your money behind your back. That's it. Now, aid workers at the charity, um, well, that owns Doctors Without, it's known as Doctors Without Borders. Mm-hmm. They're saying yeah. that some of the workers used prostitutes and sold medication um while working um, in Africa. Now, they wouldn't say what countries wow. in Africa, but they were saying some people, like, um, traded sex for, like, hepatitis. I don't know why they would do that, but for regular hepatitis stuff or Ebola stuff, they were like, hey, you need Ebola for your child? You're going to have sex with this. You know, you're going to have sex with me. So spokesman for Dr. Yeah, for Dr. Without Borders said, it was deeply saddened that people making al- making the allegations were unable to use their reporting mechanism um, to make a complaint, which means we're sorry that they didn't have confidence enough to tell us, for one. And they said that we are sorry for any instance where people have been subjected to harassment, abuse, and otherwise mistreated or felt that it was not adequately dealt with by doctors with board, um, without borders. Wow. But they were saying it's mostly support staff, not the doctors, but those allegations <laughs> are made against their support staff. Wow. Yeah. So, again, you we're talking that we're living in a world where people are just doing crazy stuff across the board without consideration, like what's going on with them. You know, yeah. people from South America, we mm-hmm. have no conscience about what we're doing to them. Mm-hmm. Now, now, the Pope condemned Trump for um, separating uh, migrant families at the Mexican border. Um, he says populism and creating um, psychosis will not solve the issue. And so Pope Francis spoke out and um, over plans to prosecute all the immigrants crossing into the border. Um, and they're holding adults in jail while their children are sent to government shelters. Is what hmm. they were calling them early on in the week, kid jail. So yeah. there's a lawsuit that happened this week as well. Immigrant tri- immigrant children being detained in shelters 
have been held down and forcibly drugged with psychiatric medicine, according to a new lawsuit. So the class action suit alleges that migrant children detained at U.S. facilities have been held down and injected with psychiatric drugs and other medications without parents' consent. That's why you're not... But they're being sued. Where are you going to yeah, say? I, I, and that's why they've been I calling heard. it child abuse, um, Jerome. The, the, a lot of the psychiatrists and so forth that, had, that went to those facilities and saw the children, um, one of the doctors that worked for, the, for one of the facilities quit and labeled it child abuse and how they were treating these kids with child abuse. Yeah. Mm. Where are you saying, Elliot? Wow. Yeah, I heard that, man. I when I heard that, I, I was sickened by it, man. And I and I think yeah. that's what broke Ma- Rachel Maddow down to cry, man. I was like, wow. Yeah, I I saw that. I saw that live when that happened. When she was uh, yeah. because you you know what's going on when you say, oh, we're gonna let you see the kids in two weeks, and they said, well, let us see this, let us see the facilities, and they show them a picture from the facilities from 2014. So <laughs> yes. What are you hiding that you need to clear up? That you think gonna take two weeks to clear up that you don't want us to see, and so wow. you know I don't care what anybody says. Somebody has a hard drive, hard job, or whatever. Your humanity does not um, does not depend on what your job title is. Really, you're still responsible for your own humanity. So you really you know, are. That, yeah, that actually worries me about that. Well, I'm not worried about anything, but that actually is concerning that we have to sit there and act like ain't nothing going on while we know that um, we can see, you know, bright and living color, that something is wrong, but everyone acts like it isn't. You know, right. British Prime Minister um, Trudeau condemned this also. He said it's deeply disturbing um, immigration policy which sees children being held in cages on the U.S. border, vows um, to raise it when he, um, I'm sorry, not Canadian Prime Minister, the British Prime Minister. She said, um, May, she said that she's going to bring it up to Trump when he visits the U.K. And um, they've extended an invitation to him to visit the U.K., and he's supposed to come. But the Prime Minister said that images of vast detention camps housing young children um, who have been separated from their parents after illegally crossing borders were deeply disturbing and wrong. And the hmm. government of El Salvador said that it wouldn't take any deportees from the U.S. Uh, when they try to return them home until they're satisfied that they've been re- re- reunited with their families. So the country wow. said, oh, yeah, you can try to send them on a plane, but we're not accepting them unless they come back with their families. <laughs> wow. You know, it's it's funny like that he reversed this policy because everybody in the world is speaking up. And Kathleen, to your point about talking about the shooting, that's why the UN Human Rights Commission, when they condemn the US, the US wanted to step out because of their condemnation of Israel, what they were doing to Palestine. So the US had to act upset. But they need to act upset about what they're doing to their to their own citizens and other human beings on this planet. Hmm. So the U.S. can act indignant all they want to, but at the same time, we are perpetrators and we cannot condemn other nations when we're doing the same thing. So 
Speaking of that, Israeli Prime Minister um, Benjamin Netanyahu's wife is charged with fraud following a probe into falsifying household expenses. So the prosecutor said that she fraudulently obtained hundreds of meals supplied by restaurants to the Prime Minister's um, official residence in breach of official regulations. So not only is Netanyahu brought up on charges, his wife was just charged with fraud this week. Wow. No. no wonder he and Trump yeah. get along so and, well. And that's yeah, and that's who we're protecting. The the people who act like Trump in another mm. country. Wow. All right, you mm. know, in a good news story, this is a feel good story, Kathleen, you don't have to comment on this. Canada just <laughs> legalized recreational marijuana. Yes. The bill passed yes. on Tuesday fifty two to twenty nine. They had a they ended their ninety year pro um, prohibition. And the law makes Canada the second country in the world to legalize marijuana behind Uruguay. Mm. That's what I'm Absolutely talking about. Canada. Yeah, <laughs> progressive, man. They're getting it in. That's what I'm talking about. Well, Anybody hey. have brownies? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I get a brother get a brownie. I don't smoke a nut, but I do like brownies. No. There you go. <laughs> <I'm just> <laughs> There's some available on the bike. I am a pretty good baker. I think I'm going to relocate to Canada right <laughs> now. Uh, I'll yeah, be right behind you, Kathleen. Right behind you, darling. <laughs> exactly. Can we call it um, the money's in the brownies? That'd be the money's in the brownies, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we know what this is going to do. All right. Um, Facebook Watch has added an additional 13 episodes of the season one show of Red Table Talk, the Jada Pinkett show that mm-hmm. she co-hosts with, with her daughter, Willow Smith, and her mother, Adrian Banfield North. Um, it premieres on Facebook. I don't know if you guys have ever seen any of those shows, but they're really good shows. She should yeah, be I on watched Netflix. some of them. Yeah. Yeah. I watched some of them, yeah. yeah. Jerry Springer is on. Yeah. They should put her on as a talk show in the morning. Yeah, Absolutely. really. Like, yes. Yeah, she, she does a good job. And the show that actually I had a lot of respect for is the one where she didn't speak to um, Gabrielle Union for like 17 years. She said, I don't even know why we don't talk. And so she brought her on, and they both sat there and said, I don't know when it happened or why, and it probably was something petty, but we just kept it going, and they just wouldn't talk to each other. Really? And it reminded me because, you know, she was in Bad Boys 2 with Will. And she yeah. was kissing Will in Bad Boys, and Jada wasn't speaking to her. Really? Yeah, that's right. That's true. That's true. Wow. So wow. it's it, hey, it, Yeah. Jerome, whatever happened to that $31,000 dining room set? What was ever the outcome of that with, uh, what's his name, over the housing? With Ben Carson at, at HUD? Yes. Yes. They blamed it on his wife ordering it, and they ended up canceling the order. Oh, and then that was just it? Because I was like, they got Netanyahu, but they didn't get this woman yeah, for yeah. <laughs> Look, they can't, wow. uh, they can't prosecute anybody in this uh, country but black folks. Oh. <laughs> and and I, will, um, I will help you with that. There was a... Um, there is two men... Split a pit bull's throat 
and they posted it on Snapchat. They got no jail time. What? He did this in Louisiana. Michael Vick spent three years, and he didn't kill no dogs. They found dogs on his property that his cousin killed from, you know, Michael Vick wasn't even there. But he did mm. three years. But these kids slit a pit bull's throat on camera and post it in Louisiana and got no jail time. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, you, okay. So, you know, while I started my in um, white folk news, white people are dying <laughs> off faster than, they, than they're being born in the majority of U.S. states. Now, I'm not making this up. This is a news story that you probably didn't get on mainstream media. More white people died than were being born in 26 states in the U.S. in 2016. It's the mm. first in American history that indicates that white folks could be edging towards becoming the minority sooner than previously thought, according to this new report. The numbers are significant compared um, to 2004 when white folks' deaths exceeded um, birth um, in only four states. But even just two years earlier in 2014, it happened in 17 states, and now it's 26 states. This number wow. is coming from the National Center of Health Statistics. And by the way, the only state that black folks um, birth decre- or they're, they're having fewer births than um, death is West Virginia. And I think they're just moving, <laughs> but that's just my thing. <laughs> in West Virginia. Um, Asians and uh, Pacific Islanders only saw a decline in Hawaii. And again, I think they moved. So here we go for people when you go to work on Monday and people say, I never heard this before. I'm going to give you the states, the 26 states that white folks' births are declining in. So here we go. Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Delaware, Delaware, uh, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Ohio, Michigan, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas, um, New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada, California, and Oregon. I bet you Kathleen hmm. was counting. Kathleen, were you counting? I was. <laughs> of course I was. <laughs> so, those were the 26 states. And, and New York was not on there, mind you. I just want to say that. And, did, and, and, and listen to this. New York was not on your list, Jerome. But New York was one of the first places to get the babies that were separated from parents. I'm not into conspiracy theories. I'm just stating the fact. <laughs> well, uh, you know what? In, in that story, I kept meaning to say that. How are you filtering out um, kids, illegal aliens kids, right? To foster care systems, but you're not dealing with the state. So who are you actually giving them to? Exactly. Are these private adoptions? And every time somebody claims that they have one of those kids, I think they need to do a background check on them. Because there's pretty much some underground distribution network. Because New York State did not know, you know, according to that the governor, that those children were here. And then they were told by one of the agencies that had some of the kids. Right, which is why I mentioned that whole sex slave industry when I brought the topic of of what is the intent of this government in doing this. 
What's the intent? And if we forget that piece of it, we're letting, basically, we're just letting the the plane fly overhead in the, uh, what's that space when the um, the government planes fly overhead and you can't see them? Where is that, that space that they go through? <laughs> it's a real issue is floating over our heads and we don't even know what's going on. Right. The black space. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, again, we just pay attention. That's why we do news. So, a half-naked woman wrapped in just a bath towel stole a Georgia man's car and his beloved dog on Father's Day, and she returned the dog <laughs> on Monday. So wow. Was, wow. But they, he didn't know... She didn't know the dog was in the car, but she was just wearing a bath towel, stole the guy's car, and brought back the dog later. <laughs> that was nice to her. Well, but you know, I was going to tell you. By the story. I, I was going to tell you that you had two more stories. Is that the last story of the morning? That sounds like one of those finishers. <laughs> All right. Okay. Wait. Give me two stories because I, I meant to tell. I wanted well, to tell yeah, this story Well, yeah, I thought earlier. that was it. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. American okay. Okay. American Greetings did apologize for the baby daddy card featuring a black couple God. that came oh out. My God. What? After Target Are you serious? Actually pulled, yeah, Target pulled it from the shelves, um, according to USA Today, before Father's Day. And then American Greetings came out and apologized for it. But <laughs> a baby daddy card on Father's Day featuring black folks. Wow. <laughs> But there's a whole nother there's a whole nother segment. And since I only have one more news story, I didn't mean to skip past that. Oh, one. I wanted boy. to talk about that one earlier. That was my bad. All right, damn so, baby daddy, baby daddy story. All right, so a woman drinks her dog urine in a horrified video, and she claims oh, that it cleared up her acne and helped can't cure cancer. Okay. So, Unnamed, uh, unnamed. Um, well, we won't play black or white for Kathleen because she knows. Oh, I know what it is already. <laughs> but she claims that. Hey, she said it cleared her acne. Again, I don't know who's the first person to find this stuff out. Where you just drinking it for fun and was like, "Hey, the acne's Look, gone." I got rid of my cancer. But you know, I, 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 I think my nails are growing. Rome, I've always wondered what the crazes amongst America, you know, people around the world with dogs nowadays. I've always wondered, and I was like, well, maybe they feel like they can put away their uh, pro whatever that was, all the acne med- the medication and retin A and everything else, and then just just drink the dog feed free. Put the I, I have God. no clue. But they oh, right 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 it is. Okay. You're not going to lose on that moment. one, are you? Okay. You're Sorry. not going to leave us on Sunday afternoon with the dog pee story. I, <laughs> See, I know. Definitely want to do Okay, I'll do this one really quick. <laughs> Rapper or hip-hop okay. artist Akon unveiled plans to build his own futuristic city in Senegal. The country gave him 2,000 acres. They're going to build a university, schools, a sports stadium, and an international airport. And he's going to have his own cryptocurrency called A-Coin. This is Akon. And he mm. said that the city is going to be a real-life Wakanda because it's going to accept cryptocurrency. But it's in yeah. Senegal. Yes. And it's right outside. It's near the capital of um, Dakar. 
but Thank it's you. out there. Akon is building a city in Senegal. Wakanda, here I come. <laughs> there you go. Here it is. And on that note, wow. And on that note. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Thanks for having show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. As always, we try to bring it to you real and uh, the way we do it. But it's time for our final thoughts, and ladies are first around here. Uh, Kathleen Williams, final thoughts. I, you know, I just want to, uh, first of all, thank God for another Sunday, another day that we're blessed to be alive and to be able to be here. And I appreciate yeah. you so much. You and um, Jerome is free with his free net news. And I think it was Vanessa or Jacqueline who also had a show. Um, this is how our media is going to survive. Black media is going to get out and really bring important stories. So I just want to honor again the TJR's radio show uh, for being here religiously every Sunday for how many years, Jay? Oh boy, it's been six. Yeah, for six years. That's six years. big. So and and for and at such a time as this when it's so uh, vitally important, um, I just want to do a mental health announcement because this news that you're getting bombarded with, that we are all getting bombarded with, day in and day out about Donald Trump. You have please remember that it is an advertising campaign for him. He is lining up things so that when he leaves the White House, no matter under what condition, he will, his, his uh, wealth will go through the stratosphere. So please do not let all of the foolishness that is you're being bombarded with press you, um, you know, make you fearful, intimidate you, or bully you and think that you and feel hopeless. Because I know I feel that way sometimes with the nonsense that's going on. Um, and I, I'm sorry we didn't talk more about Melania Trump's jacket because I think that was significant too. That was an important story because that was something else to distract us from the actual issue that was happening. Why would she put on something like that to go visit the children in Texas so that everybody would be stopping talking about her stupid jacket? So I just want us to remember this. And make sure you're doing something to keep your health, your mental health strong and fervent. And like Jerome said, stay awake and remember what's important. And on that note, amen. Have a blessed <laughs> amen, day. Amen, amen, amen. All right, Steve, man, give me your final thoughts. You know, wow, uh, nice, great show. And we just need to do a better job at vetting police officers. Yeah, if, if you're so scared of black folk, it's the boogeyman, it's Ghostbusters, don't be a cop. And we need to start vetting these police officers on, uh, in, in, in the academy. Checking the tattoos, you know, checking their computers for racist website visitation. We, we've got to vet these police officers to keep these cops in line. The Republicans have an opportunity to blame, gain the black vote. They need to do something about the cops that are out of order, out of line. God bless you all. All right, sounds good. Next week we're going to definitely I'm going to spend the week talking to African Americans who actually voted for Trump. I want to get their assessment after the guy's been in office for a year and a half. So uh, stay tuned for that report next Sunday. Our uh, uh, Mr. Spree, man, the smartest man in the world. Final thoughts. Yep. You know what? I want to follow up on um, what Kathleen said. I, I got a call this week. Um, from someone who I hadn't talked to in a long time, and he pretty much said it, it is 
the world is getting dark to him, you know, from all this stuff that's going on. And I said that, you know what, it's actually the complete opposite, right? When you start shining light on stuff, you know, when you turn a light on in a dirty room, you're just going to see a lot of dirt. And you got to be glad that people are exposing the nonsense that they were keeping undercover. It makes you understand that those of us who are saying this, you know, um, I know Steve in, you know, in the past has said, look, this is what's going on with the government. And everybody's like, oh, that's conspiracy theory stuff. When we start seeing it right in front of your face, you'll know that you are not crazy. So just think of the positive in this and stop watching this stuff daily if you cannot sift it out of your system. Because all is well and it's going to be well. The, the people who have those issues and the people who are sick are getting exposed for being sick. So they won't make you sick. So everybody, don't be sick. Have a good week. Absolutely. The man who's here in person to give his all final thoughts this week. Blessed one to be here, my little brother Johnny D. Man, final thoughts. I want to speak uh, real briefly about mental health and mental health from a capacity about having an outlet. Um, some. Many, many years ago when I first met you, Jay, I was a young 18-year-old, and you allowed me an opportunity to travel Europe with you and have a voice. And, of course, when you reconnected with me after nearly 30 years, you gave me an opportunity to listen in on your show and be part of it. So that gives me the greatest relief. Um, I look forward to going to church on Sunday morning. And I look forward to coming and joining the panelists. So mental health can be the relationships that you build, having an outlet, having a person who you admire, such as yourself. So you have always been a mentor to me. So I thank you, and God bless you. God bless you as well, my brother. Uh, demanding is the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. Elias. Man, final thoughts? Look, let's just be honest, folks. We talk about voting every week. If you don't see what's going on right in front of your face and it does not scare you to vote, then actually you're crazy. Because if you keep doing the same things over and over again and expect different results, that's the the definition of crazy. So get out and vote, folks. Stop sitting on your duffs and get out and vote. Because if you don't get out and vote, look what we've got. Look what we're doing right now. Look how we're talking about Look what we're talking about God is the joy and the strength of my life He removes all pain, misery, and strife You know, I consider myself a very blessed person uh, Like all, you go through controversies And tri- you know trials and tribulations But I think about all the good things That uh, God has blessed me with He's blessed me with a good job. He's blessed me with uh, just beautiful children. He blessed me with uh, some type of knowledge, some type of smartness. I'm, I'm never, I would never claim I'm the smartest guy in the world, but I like to think that I, I do pretty good. But he's also blessed me with the ability to travel this earth and meet so many different people. And, uh, you know, I think about all the people who have walked in my life and people who have been a part of my life, and I just consider myself blessed. I have friends from one coast to the other. I know if I'm ever in New York, I know I can always call my brother Jerome if I'm down and out. I know how he will, he'll reach out for me. I know that Kathleen, if there's some way, if I'm there, Jay, come on in. You know, and the same for them if they're in my area. You know, I look at Steve. 
you know, my brother, my little brother Johnny D, the fact that it took 30 years for me to reconnect with this brother, but that's the type, the type of bond that we had and the type of love that I have for him. But then, of course, you know, my main man, Mr. Elias, has been there through thick and through thin. I consider myself a blessed person. I consider myself a real lucky guy. And, you know, when my journey is over on this earth, you know, I can lay the rest and say, God dang it, it's been good. It's been good. I've met a lot of people. I've done a lot of things. And I just appreciate the opportunity every Sunday to reach out to folks who we don't know, people who send messages as if they know us, and say, hey, just thank you for the message that you guys bring every Sunday. Like I say, we don't get paid to do this. Actually, I pay money to do it. I think it's important for us to put the message out there for people to hear what we have to say. So as long as you're going to be willing to listen to what we have to say, more than happy to show up every Sunday to give you our opinions. And on that note, Mr. LES, it's Sunday. We're talking serious stuff. What time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Brown Show. God bless you all. Have a wonderful work week. So for Jerome, for Vanessa, for Vanessa Maybelli, for Jackie, for Kathleen, for Tommy D, for Steve, I'm Jay, and of course for Les. I'll tell you, have a great one week and remember this Sunday. We're talking serious stuff. It is serious stuff. God bless you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.